Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Jeff Sturman, CIO at Memorial Healthcare System. In this segment, Sturman talks about why he believes the most challenging aspect of any project involves people and not technology, how his team works to ensure that it's operations and not just IT driving the ship, and why it's critical for CIOs to get the right mix of talent to move the organization forward. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. You mentioned before that you've been with the organization for, for about six months or so, but you were previously with Memorial a little while back for a big chunk of time. So what was it that, that brought you back to the organization? Memorial is just a really wonderful place. It's a very family-oriented organization. And when you work here, as I did many years ago, it kind of gets in your blood. So from a family standpoint, I, I feel like I have two families. I have my family at home and my wife and my kids, and, and they're extraordinarily important to me. So part of it was getting to spend a little bit more time with them. But then I had my family at Memorial, and I missed uh, the day-to-day operations, the leadership role of helping a healthcare system like Memorial move forward. So when I was thinking about the next stage of my career and what I really wanted to do, it made sense to look at Memorial and see if the opportunities uh, could align, and, and they did. So I'm, I'm really, really fortunate that things did work out, and I'm happy to be back here. But this is all both about professional development in terms of taking the next level of my career from a leadership standpoint, but also uh, I'll call it family development in that it's a unique place and special. And I, I get a lot of people rolling their eyes when I say that. But if you, if you haven't been here, you really don't understand that, and it is a really unique place to be. Yeah. When you were there a few years back, that was when the uh, the epic selection and planning and implementation process took place? Yeah. And so I was here for almost 10 years. Uh, I did actually consulting here for two years from about 2002 to 2004. And I came employed here right thereafter and really brought them through a strategic planning effort system selection, and eventually the EPIC implementation and rollout. And once I completed the primary functions of the EPIC rollout, I did have an opportunity to go back into consulting. From a timing standpoint, at that point, it it made sense for me. And so for almost uh, the last over six years now, I guess, I was in consulting in a partnership and uh, was exposed to lots of places across the country and thought it was terrific and had a lot of fun doing that. But like I said, it was a unique and wanted to take advantage of uh, the right timing to uh, rejoin Memorial. Right. In going through that that whole process of selecting the EHR and then going forth with the whole planning and implementation process, I can imagine that that was a great experience and and a lot of lessons learned. It was. Certainly, it was a tremendous experience. I had done a lot of implementation work previously, Mm -hmm. Um, so a project manager by background, trained for 10 years at Ernst & Young Capgemini. And so I had, I had actually done epic work even before Memorial. Um, so I knew what I was getting ourselves into to some degree, but it was a much bigger animal. And you know, deploying epic enterprise-wide at six hospitals and 
uh, all the physician practices and all the ancillaries. That was a, a huge project and, you know, planned it from early stages through the end there. So it was great learning and lots of lessons learned. And, and I think I've tried to apply all those lessons both from that project as well as earlier in my career to, you know, everything that we do. Right. And when you look back on that experience, do you feel that you were able to take a lot from it from a perspective of change management and really what it takes to, uh, to, to lead through such a uh, transformative period? Yeah, I mean, the, the change management pieces and sometimes the change management pieces of these sort of projects are more cultural and, and training and people-oriented than real technical change. Um, at Memorial, right. when, we, when we did the EPIC program, we were converting mostly systems that we had already had, so other technology. It wasn't that we were moving things from paper. In some respects, we were, but in, in large respects, we weren't. And so some of the technical change had already been accounted for and, and managed through, but mm-hmm. certainly uh, new processes were introduced and new change in terms of how you actually take care of patients and and billing and registration and scheduling were all affected. So all the change aspects, both technical and and really people uh, focused, were learned again. And uh, again, I, I think the harder part of these projects has always been the people side and the mm-hmm. making sure the right processes are in place. Right. What would you say is the, the key to that? I'm sure a lot of it's uh, communication and probably listening as well. It was, I, and I think in my consulting days, I, I always considered myself to be a project manager, but I think towards the end, I, I realized that the relationships are, are what they are and, and really important to my success. And I think that holds true. And maybe maybe I didn't recognize this early on. It's always those relationships with your business owners and clinical owners throughout the operation that help facilitate this sort of change from happening. And so Bridging IT with our operations was our key to success, and the whole change management program, the whole change in culture was only successful, I think, because or largely because of our ability to work so effectively with our our clinical and business owners. Uh, Our chief medical officer was intimately involved, our chief administrative officer, our uh, chief financial officer, everyone was on board and played a sponsorship role but also day-to-day, the various leaders of departments I worked extraordinarily close with and were really my champions in the project, much more so than, you know, you see some places that IT is just completely driving, driving the ship. It was our operations driving it. Right, right. And as far as your experience that you did have on the vendor side, was that experience able to kind of help shape your strategy and, and especially, you know, the way you approach vendor relationships being on, on the other side? Yeah. So when we say vendor side, I was always on the services on the consulting side of things. So I never worked for oh, okay. a soft, software vendor. And, and so I think the experiences I had early in my career and being exposed to so many different vendors and so many different organizations certainly helped shape me in terms of how to work with diverse groups of folks and, and facilitate through projects. And absolutely, the time I spent here, my first round at Memorial, helped me in in extreme ways be successful in consulting again to, again, shape implementations and projects and advise uh, other IT organizations and CIOs across the country. Mm -hmm. And then in like fashion, taking those experiences and now bringing them back here to Memorial 
and continuing to just evolve and learn with everyone in the industry is something that I've always wanted to do. I always said the reason I went into consulting to begin with was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I still, 25 years later, don't know exactly what I want to do. I just know I want to do a lot and continue to learn. And so I've always taken that kind of approach in my job of just continuing to learn. Yeah, great way to look at it. One of the things that I heard recently is that a really important leadership skill is being able to to nurture talent and get the most from people. And what are your thoughts on this and, and what it takes to do that? That's a good question. I mean, you have to know what everyone's talents are, and those are things that you'll learn over time. Um, I have a great team here at Memorial. I've had great teams I've worked with over many years, but you also start to realize that not everyone is good at everything, and therefore you sometimes have to know what you get that's good in someone and sometimes, more importantly, what someone's maybe not their strength. And you have to judge and balance that, I think, appropriately so that you can surround yourself with enough talent that you can move things forward and always move things forward. And so that idea of self-awareness and knowing what you're good at also is extremely important in that equation. And so I think it's a, it's a matter of balance and getting people with all sorts of skills, whether it be clinical, whether it be operational and business or technical security. It is a fine balance of finding that right mix of resources so that you can continue to be progressive while also just maintaining. And I I like to think that innovation and being progressive is where I'd like to spend more time. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the reality of, I think, a lot of folks in my position um, is we do a lot to just maintain. And that is the reality of the job. And so, again, it's a balance of resources that make you successful. And, and I know that my team have great strengths and very subject matter focused. I'm not deep technologist by background. I'm a project manager. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, I know this and I surround myself with people who are really good subject matter experts. Right. And that's something that really meshes with what we've seen as far as how the CIO role has evolved and looks to continue to, to change going forward is uh, not necessarily being able to get deep in the weeds with technology talk, but really having that vision and, and being able to grow the people around you and, and leverage their skills. Yeah, and, and for the last six months I've been back at Memorial, a lot of people ask me, you know, what's my vision and where are we going and what are we doing? And so much of what I've been focused on is first getting to know my people again, some of them are, have been here a very long time, and some of them are, are relatively new, and I don't know that well. So I'm very focused, I think, this first six months, maybe even this first year, of getting to know my internal IT team again, getting to know my stakeholders and operational leadership within the health system. Now, we're 13,000 employees, so you can imagine that's going to take some time just to yeah. get to know our, our operations again. And then really getting to spend time with my vendors and the different partners that we have that support our business is equally important to me. One, because we spend a lot of money, like many other places, and I want to know where our money's going. I want to make sure our partners are truly what I would call partners and collaborative to make us successful. And I also want to understand from their standpoint, because they will help educate me and shape a, a vision, I hope, over some time where we need to be going. And it's a combination of all three of those groups, my stakeholders, my IT staff, and um, my vendors that I think will help shape vision. And to some degree, I, I have some ideas around where we need to be going and 
We've talked a little bit about that, but there's so much more to come that I know that I need to get smarter about and learn a lot more about. And so uh, I'm looking for a lot of counsel. Right. I mean, I think that that's true of of CIOs who uh, have been in the position for a lot longer, too, just because there's not a a static blueprint for how to to do that job, it seems. Right. Well, I don't think I'd want one. That that would be boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it does sound boring. Do you reach out to uh, CIOs or or participate in um, networking groups or things like that? I think it's extraordinarily important based on maybe personality and based on history and and what I've done in my career. I I do have a great network of uh, resources both here at Memorial, but more importantly, I think uh, external from Memorial and, and tap into them fairly regularly. Some of my closest friends are other CIOs across the country and other executives at other organizations that I regularly talk to. In fact, maybe still talk to too much because I, I need to get into some of the weeds here at Memorial. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm active in Chime and Hims. We're a member of Premier, which has a terrific group of CIOs and other executives where we can share information and talk. And I actively go to other conferences. So constantly talking to others, hearing what they're doing is going to be, I think, also part of my success. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. Well, I know that there's always more to talk about, but uh, I think that 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 wraps it up for now. But I would certainly like to catch up with you in the future and see how things are progressing. Kate, thank you. I would love that. Thanks again. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Kate. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.